This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Maddie. Hello, and I am Scout Sobel, and I am Maddie's older sister. <laughs> the only uh, title that you need, really. Um, here, it's the only title that I need, but I have other titles in other places that are potentially more important at times. But it is. Let a- me let me let me name them. These are these are your proclaimed personality traits. <laughs> MILF to be. Yes. Upcoming MILFhood. Yes. Emotional entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jurassic Park Stan. Yes. I'm also a, a wife. Fan club president. I'm also a wife. She's a wifey. And I am a boss to six team members. I know. We were at your baby shower. I don't know. If, did we recap the baby shower? We did not recap the baby shower. Let's do it real quick. But let's do a little recap because, I mean, it makes sense because we're we're talking all babies, all the babies today. Yes. I do like to throw in there that I have a team of six because sometimes that very large defining factor of my day to day goes goes unrecognized sometimes. Not unrecognized, unta- untalked about. Untalked about. Yeah, yeah. It's a little hush hush. Yes. It's kind of like a, oh, 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 Scout has how many employees? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, we're on the payroll. <laughs> so we were at your baby shower. We, as in me and my boyfriend, Benjun, and we look over and there's just this like swarm of hot girls who are like looking hot, you know? Yes. And we're like, Okay, I know some of those are Scouts Agency because I know, you know, I know Danielle, obviously know Heather, but this whole swarm and we were like, wait, those are all on Scouts payroll. (laughs) And we were in shock and in awe and it was so inspiring. And I just like, damn, like to know that you have that many people on the payroll is a feat of itself. And I applaud you, Scout. And I'm excited for that for me, but I cannot imagine it yet. Well, two of those people, because there was a big group, two of them no longer work for me. But Scout's agency is such a family that when people move on, they're still in my life. So they still showed up. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like I think about it and it's become a muscle, obviously, that I've strengthened over the last four years. But sometimes I sit there and I'm like, holy fuck, like I, 
have a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it's very intense. You can't think about it too you much. Can't think, you know, cause, yeah, because sometimes <laughs> when I'm spiraling in anxiety, I'm like, I got a mortgage, I have an office lease, six team members, and a baby coming. Okay. And a baby. So and a I baby. went from blacking out at Maddie's birthday in karaoke a couple years ago to this. Like adulthood yeah. came real fast, baby. Yeah, the pipeline, that pipeline was quick. It was and, very quick. Uh, we did document all of it on this podcast. So can you believe that? Can you believe that? Let's talk about my baby shower because holy shit, did I come in hot. I really did. Like my outfit was fire. What do you think? Your outfit was fire. The titties were out to play. The tees were out for the bees. Oh, this is, a, I sh- why didn't I say that? The tees were out for the bees. And in this scenario, babies bee means baby. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. I guess T's only come out for two B's, right? Babies and boys, if you're a straight female. Sure. So, yeah, the T's were just out, I think, for everyone, really, uh, to have a have a gander. And then the outfit was peacock vibes, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, it was so fun. We had mostly family and friends over at my dad's house. Our mom did the decoration, and it was just like a nice bagel brunch well you know dad went over top of the food as always he does but it was just so nice to see everybody and have everybody over dad's house the childhood house that we grew up in and all the gifts that I received now I'm like in total nesting mode and I'm organizing the nursery and all that but there's like I feel like there should be more to recount about the baby shower but there really wasn't it was just like everyone hung out well because we didn't do like yeah, we didn't really do like games or anything like that. wasn't really the vibe. It was just kind of a gathering of people close and near and dear to you. You know, the color spectrum of the outfits that came through that door, like usually we are neutral queens and something oh just sparked. Like every person was in a bright ass color and it felt great. Like it was a really good celebration of life mm-hmm. and celebration of the girl that's about to pop out of your vagine. And probably won't be wearing color for much more, you know, for the foreseeable future, but it was a nice little, oh, there it is, a pop. It was. You were in color too. You were in red. I was in that deep, deep red, baby. Yeah, us and our stepsisters did an ombre. It went red, bright pink, light pink, white between the four of us. Right, right. Anyways, let's talk about this episode. There's like really not much to recount about the baby shower except the epic photos that I took. So go check them out on Instagram at Scoutsobel because I've never looked better. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, wow. Look at me getting some compliments. (laughs) Oh, it was good. Alyssa, pull this for me to always remember. Okay, we had... I love how we talk to Alyssa through the podcast. (laughs) Listeners, let us know if if uh, you like this, because we like to talk to Alyssa so we don't forget to cut things for the podcast. Because we literally... We like to talk to Alyssa. It's like a little treasure. It's like a little treasure for her. Yeah, it's like a treasure hunt. Did she catch all of our our little, you know, messages? Treasures. Okay, this episode was amazing. This episode is so delightful. We had Miss Jenny Drew on the pod and she is the founder of All the Babies. Look, I don't have a baby, so I wasn't a consumer. Either does she. I was not a consumer of hers, but then she did, and she recounts all this and the kind of pivot that she made. She went into sweatsuits and as anyone who has listened to this podcast knows, I am 
the queen of sweatsuits. Sweatsuits are my personality tray, yada, yada. It's one of my brand pillars. And she really perfected it during the pandemic and um, made these matching sweatsuits for moms and their babies, but also non-moms. So I will be <laughs> getting a sweatsuit and I'm so excited. And I've just, you know, I really admire her as an entrepreneur and as a, a woman and just she's so fucking rad. And we only talk to rad people on this podcast. So it made perfect sense to invite her on. And yeah, we got into a lot about about starting a business, the mental blocks about it, why she felt so compelled to create this specific brand. And it was just a delight. It was silly and it was beautiful. What do you think, Scout? Yeah, there were some really good insights there about entrepreneurial mindsets, her startup story, all the things. And stay tuned for when the baby comes. Me, Mads, and our baby girl will be taking a photo shoot in all of the baby's matching sweatsuits. So it's going to be epic. So with that, let us welcome Jenny Drew to OKSIS podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, wait. I have my dog with us. That's okay. Okay. So Jenny... I've been following you for quite some time and I was there when you got the dog and she was there. She was in the room. She was in the room. I was in the room. I was, you know, drooling over the dog, like the cutest. What's its name again? Olio, like olive oil. Olio. Oh, it's I know how like, oh my God, I can't. It's just the cutest. Well, so when you first got it, though. Olio was red. Brown. Brown, like a brownish red. And like, that is my dream. I mean, he grew a little out of it, but it's still adorable. But yes, it was like my dream dog, Olio. Oh, okay. I think I remember you getting Olio because I got a million fucking DMs of photos like a long time ago. And she's like, this is my dream dog. And I said, well, why don't you just DM her and ask her where she got it? And I think she did that. I think I, I maybe I did, or maybe I, I don't know what I don't know what happened. But Olio, we love you. Thanks for joining us. I think she was scared to DM you. She was, you were like, I could just ask that. I was like, ask her where she got the fucking dog. Do you want to know? Yeah, Craigslist. No, 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 Maddie. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love yes. I love Olio. I love Olio. But I went through a very large process with my dog to get a good quality dog and craigslist can be very very scary for dogs it's scary that i swear we saved her life like truly i think that we were part of those craigslist scams where they die your dog you know that's what they talk about to get more money for the brown yeah they told us that she's a golden doodle like are you kidding that's a bichon that's a bichon that's not a (laughs) that's not a golden doodle (laughs) literally a poodle yeah that's the problem with craigslist i went through this whole thing because i was gonna get a multi-poo or a golden doodle or whatever. And I was looking on Craigslist and my friend stopped me. It's like different if you adopt a pet, but if you're going to purchase a pet, there's like a whole thing. We we went to a breeder. They had to be AKC or whatever registered. We checked out their documents to make sure there's like all these ethical breeding. So it was like a whole fucking process. So, but the problem is, is that if you get like a golden doodle or a multi-poo or something like that, there are no ethical breeding standards because it's mixing two breeds of dogs with one. And therefore you can never know if the dog was breeded properly or in a 
I'm an expert, essentially, is what I'm saying. People are doing shady things in the dog community, is what I'm oh. hearing. Oh, yeah. From this situation. Okay. Just wanted, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Love, Olio. Okay, we can move swiftly along from the dog chatter. Jenny, first of all, love the sweatshirt, love the whole vibe. You're just like an ultimate cool girl. I don't know if like people say this to you often. And I'm the older, embarrass I'm embarrassing Maddie is, is what's happening here in this intro. Okay. I love this podcast already. <laughs> I have to say, I feel like I've known you guys for my whole life. That's our specialty. Uh, we make you just like fit like the third sister just coming on in hot. I mean, we all look alike. <laughs> yeah, we really do. And you're killing the curtain bangs. Now... <laughs> Tell me about the curtain bangs because something uh, we cannot do. Something we cannot do. My hair is kind of wet right now, but it's like I'm trying to get back to the curly vibe and just like I don't know if curtain bangs are my thing or it would be what I'm looking for. Do you know what I mean? No. Nope. I know what you mean, but I have to say I've got your girl. I have like I've been getting the same haircut for years by the same woman. I mean, my hair is a mess right now, but it's like all very oh. uh perfect layers and then she just throws these bad boys in she's amazing her name is Alyssa. she works at the harbor salon in silver lake highly recommend i followed her to every salon she's gone to i've been seeing her since i was nine refuse to get my hair cut by anybody else okay all right so i'm going to silver lake after this is what i'm what i'm hearing here okay I, i'm sure Alyssa's great but maddie don't do that it's not gonna work i'm getting for curtain you. bangs you think I, it I don't is. care what you say you think it is that's I'm, i need to save you real quick that's not gonna work so i'm sure Alyssa could do other great things for you though she can but i do think it could look good you know i have to guys I'm doing it. Like, I'm done. Like, I need something. I need a radical change. And if it looks shitty, I'm going to blame you, Jenny. And that's it. And that's just, like, how it's going to go. But that's I think okay. it's going to, like, make my face look a foul. You know when you, like, are going in for a haircut? You're like, I'm going to look so hot after that. Like, they are just going to transform my whole face. How many times How many times have you actually left and felt so hot? Zero. Yeah. But we haven't met Alyssa. So True. True. I always feel hot when I leave Alyssa. I have to be honest. There you go. All right. All the girlies listening in, in uh, LA right now are sh schlepping over to Silver Lake. I'm never going to get an appointment with <laughs> Alyssa again. Shit. <laughs> Blowing up her spot. Okay. Let's, okay. For We're going to talk about all the babies, of course. It's okay. You just hit me with everything. We don't yeah. even need to like talk about it. We hit, yeah. We have a whole like roster of things. I, first I want to just ask, well, oh, first, Mazel Tov, you got engaged. The mazel. whole Mazel Mazel, like, just you and your boy, or fiance, precious, just precious, angelic love that I can just see, like, coming through the Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I can feel it. This is a podcast where we ask no questions and we just tell you. No, we're just saying things about your life that we love. <laughs> I've never, I feel like this is the best day ever. <laughs> I'm like really feeling good. I love it. So tell me a little bit about just that experience. And I know you were, I think you were in Portugal. You kind of were traveling around. Yeah. You know, you know my life better than yeah, I Yeah, this do. is like a little um, creepy. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> Not at all. I'm here. You guys are teaching me all the, all the things. So yeah, we had made a plan to go to Europe for, for two months this summer because we were supposed to go to Greece in August with his family. And when it came to booking flights, we were like, I'm not trying to do a 20-hour, two-stop, like, you know, five-hour layover in the middle of Chicago. Like, I want to just 
go to Greece from an hour long plane ride. And my boyfriend works for this uh, incredible electric car company called Rivian. They're doing great things. Highly recommend checking them out. But um, it was kind of like his last summer to work remote, I think. And I was having some transitions in, in work and I was like, oh, I can, this is like a great way to just separate, to work from Europe, to maybe like just get everything figured out. So we were like, we don't need to just go to Greece from LA. Let's be in Europe all summer. So truly nothing was planned besides one way ticket to Paris. And uh, we, cause that's where we met. That's where his family lives. Stayed with his family for a week, like got kind of settled because the work from Europe is, is not easy when the hours are so crazy. So we worked East coast hours, 2 PM to 10 PM every day. <laughs> so it wasn't like this sexy exotic thing. Like we were on our computers from 2 p.m. to 10. So we got used to that. And then we loved it. So we would explore all day in Europe and then we'd work all night and, or yeah, all night. And then we'd go out to eat at like 11 p.m. And then we'd get drinks till 2 a.m. And then we'd do the whole thing all over again. And then we traveled all around. So it was like Paris to south of Portugal where we got engaged to, and Lisbon is the first place we ever said, I love you. Like that was the whole thing. And then it was Nice because we had friends that had a house, you know, it was like, everything was just so Airbnb, planes, trains, and automobiles sounds very extravagant and spoiled. I like, I'm annoyed by myself, but it was once you're in Europe, it's so cheap. No, it's so cheap to go around. I know I have been I've been dying to go to Portugal. I don't know how I've never been there. It feels like such a city that I would love specifically, or I mean, Portugal is a country, but Lisbon specifically. Oh my God. You guys have to go right. Like so affordable, so cool. Yeah. The vibes, the food, the people, yeah. like, honestly, I would have stayed there the whole summer if I could have. There, it seems like there's been this exodus of young people to living either in Barcelona or Lisbon. Like, I don't know what's happening, but all these people I know are just like, oh, I'm going to move to Barcelona for a couple months or like move to, Li I'm just going to like live in Lisbon. I'm like, what? I don't know I anyone. Love this for you? I don't know anyone. Oh, and there's like, there's like LA Times articles coming out about California going to Lisbon. Yeah. Scout, you're not like cool, so. Oh, because I don't, yeah. I don't know anyone that's moving to Europe. You don't have like world traveler friends you know, like I do apparently. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. So everyone. I mean, I, I'm not a traveler myself, so I guess I don't attract those folk. This is true. This is true. We don't attract the folk. Okay. So wait, I have a question. How many days into this trip did he propose? Because I could imagine traveling with the ring and keeping you from seeing it would be a very anxiety inducing thing if it's not like you go from one place. Do you know what I'm saying? One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. 
I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Totally. He had it in his backpack, like hidden behind his, like, because I'm not electronically savvy at all. So he hid it behind like the iPad and the things that I don't know how to work. Very smart. (laughs) And he did it within one week of being on the trip. Thank God. Otherwise, I think he would have never done it. Like, I think it would have one of those rip the band-aid situations. But he did it on 
July 3rd and three is a significant number to us because our, our, our like main anniversary is October 3rd. So, you know, three, three, three. there's a lot of symbolism. I love it. Yeah. A lot of symbolism in this relationship. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. It's like numerology. Yeah. I'm like, where did I say I love you? I think it was at, in my USC dorm. I said I love you to my husband in your bedroom at dad's house. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Where was I? We, we were older. You were at college. Oh. And okay. we were spending the night there. And I think your bed was bigger or something. So we slept in your bedroom. They made love in your bed and said, I love you all in one go. Beautiful. How about <laughs> it? My fucking childhood bed. Great. Like <laughs> good for you guys. Okay. So let's, <sighs> let's, let's talk about all the babies because you are not a mother. I'm not a mother. You're another, not a mother. And that's very, that's great. That's great that you're not a mother. I am. I am also not a mother. Scout is about to be a mother. So talk to us about this idea. Why create, you know, a baby line? In addition, I think the mother aspect, the matching aspect is so like, oh, so scrumptious. Like we were picking out our little sets and we were picking it out for her, her baby girl. And we were like, oh my God, we need to do a photo shoot of all three of us and be like, we found the third sister. Like, it's just going to be so special. So talk. Yeah. Literally, I was crying when I texted that. That was my idea. I was crying like. I just started bawling, imagining a photo of me, Mads, baby girl, all in matching. And then the caption being like, we found our third sister. Because my yeah. baby's like partially me and Maddie's baby. <laughs> like then partially yeah, me I and Yeah, I call my her husband. my baby yeah. too. It's going to be my baby for sure. I would do the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, well, that's the whole point, right? Like we want to make matching cool. We don't want to be this weird, kitschy, matching, culty vibe. It's like, no, we're here to make it cool and, and cozy. But really... It started in, in Paris. So again, I, I did my freshman year there through the USC transfer plan. And so I started in Paris. It was like the year they, they started this program at the American University of Paris. And I got there and I was like, I'm like fully going in on this experience. So immediately I Googled all of the like nannying jobs and I became a nanny the first week of these three French kids. I've always been a nanny like since I was too young to even be allowed to be a nanny. Like at nine, I was babysitting, you know, crazy. And I just fell in love with the, with the quality of the pieces that the kids were wearing. And at the time, I didn't feel like LA had that. Like, I feel like there was really only a market for like very high end or very kind of like I pooped on mommy and I'm just not I don't want that. Yeah. You know, that's just me. If you love it, amazing. So I fell in love with that. And I was like, there must be something here. Like I want to do, cause I've, I've always loved clothing. I've always had a heart for that. And I've always had a heart for combining fashion with philanthropy, but I was like, how can I combine those two worlds? And then I was like, oh my God. Cause as I was a nanny, I saw the kids just growing in front of my eyes. And I was like, babies outgrow their clothes so quickly. Like that that's our thing. That, that could be the model. So that was the initial spark. Then got to USC and I started talking about the idea to everyone. I was like, I'm going to start a baby brand that gives back to babies in need. Da, 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 da. And everyone's like, KK, whatever. You're not a mom. You're not qualified. Like all these things. And I had all of these internships that I swear just like led me to the golden ticket of starting a business. Cause I was at the giving keys, which employs people transitioning out of homelessness. And then I was at Marie Claire, which is fashion. And like, then I was at Tom's, which is the one for one model. And then I was a social media manager at Sweetgreen. So I was like learning all the ins and outs of like community and, and how to foster all of that. And then I was like, 
graduating and suddenly I was like, ding, 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 ding. Like everything makes sense. <laughs> Wear, grow, give, like that's going to be our model. We're going to start with really cozy baby pieces that like I would want my future baby to wear. I'm going to partner with my mom because we need like a mother component, this mother daughter duo, as I'm sure you guys know that sister duo, it just like, it makes everything better. It tells the story and craziest 360 is that when my mom was pregnant with me, she started a small batch baby brand too. So it was like, I guess I was in the womb being like, yeah, that's going to be me too one day. So beautiful full circle moment. And we just started super simply. I had no idea what I was doing. I actually declined a full-time job offer from Sweetgreen to come on as their community manager, which I don't recommend, you know, like after that I had to end up working in retail. I worked in retail at Glossier and I like just to make ends meet while I was developing this business for a year because I was so gung-ho about it. And then I knew nothing about production, which you don't need to know. You just have to be connected to the right people. And I found all of my people. Suddenly it started with one Google search, like what's the best fabric? Oh, what's got certified organic cotton? Oh, I found this guy in Montebello. And then who led me here? So all of my people are here in LA, all family run factories, all super small batch, low impact dyes. Like I found the best quality for the price that we can give. I'm trying to kind of bridge the gap between like totally affluent and like also really bad quality. I just want it to be this, you know, I'm, I want to be as attainable as possible, but it's baby clothes are expensive to make, which I had no idea until I became in the industry. That's amazing. So I want to talk about the business model. You had said the where grow, what was it? Give. give. Where grow, give. So what is, what is, what is that? So basically, and it's actually a funny story. I was like, what, how are we going to be philanthropic with this whole, like babies outgrow their clothes? And I'm outside having coffee with my mom, just trying to figure out what like sets us apart. And she literally is like, oh my God. And she runs into the house and then comes like jumping up and down with a ink cartridge from her printer. And I'm like, what? what's happening here? Like, why are you so excited about this ink cartridge? And she was like, every time I get ink and then I run out of the ink, I send back the old ink, they recycle it. And then they send me a new ink. And I was like, Oh, that's oh really good. my God, genius. And then that's where I was like, wear, grow, give, enjoy the moments that you're going to create in our cozies. Once you outgrow them, send them back to us free of charge. And then we hand deliver them to babies in need. Now, way more beautifully said than done. It's hard to get people to send back the clothes, which is why we're really trying to pivot into more of like this um, subscription-based model or, or like really add other things to the business to make it easier. Because what I've learned is moms, if they're on the first, they think they're going to have a second. So they want to save the cozy sweats for the second. Right. <laughs> that was like literally my first thought. That was my first thought was like, wait, I'm probably going to save it for the second. <laughs> totally. Or hand-me-downs. But to us, like giving back can mean so many things, right? It could mean giving it to your sister, to your thing. And, and so all of that is really special, but that's what got it off the ground. And that's why it started initially as it started to get some loyal customers that were like, wait, I want to be as cool as my baby. I want to wear these sweats. I want to match with my baby. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like now I can actually adhere to a whole other market. That's my market too, because mm -hmm. I'm not a mom yet. And like, this is so hard. And so, and like, who doesn't want to be like a big cozy adult baby? Like all the babies. Always in pursuit of being a big cozy adult baby. Like, right. That's just the energy. Yeah. And I mean, the metaphor is really cozy. And then suddenly the, the day I approved my samples. And then the day I got everything was like a month later. And that was the day COVID hit. 
Like that was like the day lockdown hit, like March 17th. I'll never forget that date because I was like moving. We were moving to San Francisco because my then boyfriend, now fiance, got a job, got a new job, but like everything was so uncertain. And we were like, what are we doing here? And literally that's when my business just went from like kind of this whatever cute organic brand to like selling out of all the sweats, like matching sweats, sweatpants forever, the year of the sweat, da 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 and that's kind of what got us on the map. Wow. wow. That's talk about fucking great timing. That is impeccable timing. Crazy, right? I have a question about the very, very beginning of your journey because you said that you turned down a really big job to work retail. And I think that that decision is not a decision that most people take. One, out of fear for you know, reliable income or out of fear of their career trajectory or their future success, et cetera. It's very difficult for someone to turn down an official job in pursuit of entrepreneurship. And then it takes a different type of entrepreneur to be willing to work retail in order to build the business. Was that something, because I feel like sometimes our inherent decisions that we make are just very inherently to us. And it wasn't like this act of courage. It was just an obvious thing for us that other people can then admire. When you turned down that sweet green job and decided to work retail in order to start your business, was it something you had to mull over? Was it an immediate gut reaction? Was it something you had fear about? Tell us about that decision-making process. Great question. No, actually, I felt really strong in that decision. So I actually really strategically chose Glossier because I was so inspired by the retail. It was my first retail job actually, but they were very, like they were the first of their kind and their customer service was at a whole nother level. And I was like, how can I get myself in the door of like one of these top new companies so that I can learn from these companies and bring into what I'm learning to the business I'm starting. So I worked part-time and I was on the floor, we, they call them offline editors, interacting with all sorts of customers, dealing with angry customers, dealing with happy customers, like speaking French to customers. Like it was just all these things. And in fact, I was like, this is a great way to also, I mean, it's probably like not a good thing to admit, but to also like bring in customers. Yeah. <laughs> like there would be pregnant moms who ended up, their kids ended up being our models, like our first models things where I would just connect with these moms and you feel it out. Like, yeah. you know, if it's totally appropriate, but I truly was so inspired by the way that Glossier did everything that I was like, I think this could be a real learning moment for me. And it, and it was, and that's why I was lucky enough to get my foot in the door through that. And that was like a really coveted job at the time. So also I never felt like it was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel excited about social media. I was like, I don't want to accept this social media job when I think that I can like really do something with this business. And originally I actually, after declining the job, I ended up going on a month and a half long application process to be Sophia Maruso's executive assistant. And I made it to the final round, didn't end up getting it. And then they came back to me later to try to like be just a normal assistant. But I was like, oh no, I want to like shadow Sophia and learn from that. So every decision was kind of truly calculated. Like I worked my ass off to try to figure out what would benefit the business. And it was hard. I was actually (laughs) really struggling financially because, you know, I was working part-time at Glossier. So I would wake up at 5 a.m. and I would babysit before my shift at Glossier for like two, three hours. Then I would have my part-time shift at Glossier and then I would babysit after Glossier or I would do like, I would help my parents with, like I would just try to get everything I could to make ends meet. So it was like actually a really hard 
time to also be developing my business on top of it. But then I just figured it out. I had some stocks that I sold and then that's how I started. Wow. Wait, you had stocks or like your parents had put stock, like had bought stocks a while ago. So in at USC actually, and like, I swear, I think like this one professor for this class because of what happened. So it was sophomore year. I was in an entrepreneurship class that you had to like apply to get into with the old founder of uh, FedEx. Why am I forgetting his name? Okay. Super successful guy. Mm -hmm. And the first day of class, he looks at everyone and he goes, mark my words, Square is the stock that we all need to get. Call your parents, tell everyone, invest in Square. At the time it was $12. So I called up my grandfather because I know he's all into stocks and like he he like knows how to work portfolios, whatever. And I was like, apparently Square is the thing to invest in. And it just popped off. And so I was able to just take some Square, grab 10 grand to start my business. And that's literally how we how we did it. All thanks to that professor. That is so incredible. And like that story specifically about how you worked, all those jobs. It wasn't like the big fancy career job, salary job, et cetera, and started your business is literally the reason why your business is successful today because like there's no way you can't get through anything if you were that committed in that capacity. I agree. I mean, it's like you have to work so hard and I still do it every day. Like when we when we started kind of popping off, I was in San Francisco and I couldn't afford to ship the clothes. So I would be driving back and forth like peak pandemic. And then I was packing orders until 4 a.m. because I was all alone. And now I'm like, and then I hired a team and then I grew. And now I'm like back to being all alone. And I'm back to just being a crazy mess, figuring it out. And like, what's the next step? But it's the most exciting, exhilarating, fail a million times, get yourself back up journey. Like I can't say, I just think like, Some people are just so driven by that energy. And since I was a little girl, luckily my parents were always of the energy of like, they would never shut down my ideas. Like I ran to my mom at six, seven, eight with a new idea every time. I was like, I want to start a beauty bus. I want to start a writing workshop. I want like, I literally had all these ideas that ended up becoming things today, which is so cool. But um, not for me, from other people. But I like had ideas. (laughs) Like I had that idea first, actually. Yeah, that was my idea at six. No. Like my mom was so sweet and she was like, oh, like, let's buy you a little business plan. So I had like that OG baby iBook Mac or whatever. And I would like pretend to make business plans, which is so funny because I'm so not a business plan person. Like I have no business plan for all the babies. I don't even know what I'm doing. But they always believed in me. And I always had this spirit of like, let's make it happen one way or another. And then here I am. We're about to celebrate three years. Oh my gosh. Just to let you know what's about to happen with me, I need to switch positions because my belly is fucked. So you Please. keep talking, Maddie. I'm going to mute myself because this is not great for me and my back at this moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ask. <laughs> Can we just use that visual for the post? Like, that's the visual. Oh, you're about to pop, Scout. Like, yeah, she's months? like a month. She's like a month away. Oh, my God, Scout. Okay, Alyssa, our intern, you please... You must crop this for TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to steal the clip for Mother's Day. And I'm like, moms can do it moms all. Moms podcast at eight months pregnant. <laughs> it's this like, is better. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the encouragement while I was 
I really felt, I really felt out, supported out, and out, motivated out. and really like I was winning. Yeah. You're really, wow. That, yeah, you are about to pop. We're, yeah, we're, we're nearing the end. We're nearing the end. Thank God. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Okay, I want to talk about mindsets because something as you're, you know, talking through your entrepreneurial journey, both Scout and I are also entrepreneurs, have our own businesses, and something that I've been kind of struggling with and now coming into is the thought patterns and the the way we speak to ourselves and the mindsets that we there's just so much mental things to learn when you're an entrepreneur. And honestly, people have always said, you know, I, I hit my one year full time at Camber and people have, you know, asked like, what, you know, what did you learn? Or like, what was the hardest part? And honestly, the hardest part was the emotional and the mental part. Like, of course, building the business and like not knowing things and just fucking figuring it out. Like, yes, it was, it was difficult, but it was the mental, like that was really the the hurdle I had to get over in order to sustain it, really. Like I could have probably given up if I didn't like really push myself to learn those, those new like mental uh, patterns. So I wanna hear about maybe some rituals or things you do or how, how you're able to sustain that, that energy of like, oh my God, I just wanna create, I wanna do it. How do you sustain that? Because I can imagine that that could also burn out really quick. Oh my God, a hundred percent. I think 
a big thing is to allow yourself grace when you don't feel like you're ready to, to make things happen that day. Mm. And to also know that it's just a moment. Like I've had plenty of days where I wake up and I'm like, I'm so unproductive. I feel really discouraged. And like, and it's also how you start your day, right? Like I would start those days where I would go on my business checking account and it would be like super low. And I was like, fuck this. Like, Mm. I don't know how to keep going. I don't know what I'm doing. You have to take all that off, but also give yourself grace and know that that's a totally normal part of the process. Like there's, it's like a normal employee at a job. They're not going to love every day. I think like for me, the best advice that my dad ever gave me, which has like really helped me just stay grounded is to stay in rest. That's what he calls it. And it's like to truly just trust, like to not overdo, to not like, and to really trust your gut. I know it's so cliche and it's always happening, but for me, every moment that's honestly gone bad for the business is a moment where I like knew in my gut that I was making the wrong decision Mm. or I was like bringing on the wrong person or whatever it was. And then it hits you and you're like, Oh, oh." I think for me, I handle failure really quickly. So like I'm able to acknowledge and learn fast. So I think that's a big thing to be like, like, there's no ego for me. It's like, Oh, I totally messed up. I did the wrong thing On to the next. How can we make it better? But a big thing that helps for sure, which is so silly and it's what I've gotten all of our ideas is in the shower. I don't know why it's like, find that quiet time for you that works. Some people it's journaling. Some people it's just like sitting, having coffee, going for a walk. For me, it's driving in silence or being in the, in the shower in silence. I don't know what that does to my mind, but it just like keeps everything so clear. And I also think, I mean, like, I'm not really, I'm really bad at routine. Actually, I'm trying to get really That's better okay. at it. Yeah. But I got a Peloton for Christmas. And ever since, I've never been clearer and more productive. I wake up, I do my 30-minute Peloton after I have my coffee and like my quiet time. And then I'm like, oh, now I can know what I'm going to do today. And it really helps me stay clear, motivated, gets those endorphins up. It's like, oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And um, I also think comparison is a big thing that helps my mindset stay sane. It's like, I'm looking at these brands that literally started two months ago that have more followers than me, more money, more everything. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. This is my journey. Like nobody else is going to hand pack my packages the way I hand pack them or like choose these color names the way I choose these color names. Like that's unique to me and my business and the connections I'm making with you two. And like the, the stories that we're telling together. And I think if all entrepreneurs just stay in their lane, sure. Get inspiration from other brands, but that's a huge one for me. Cause otherwise the negative self-talk is like on a hundred. Did I answer that question? Yes. And you, it was so beautiful. And it's exactly the, the things that we have been chatting about these past couple episodes is I, I definitely fall into the comparison trap I always have. And something that like my mantra for the last couple of weeks has been like, stay in your lane. And it's see, like, we've heard that fucking phrase millions of times, but something about it had sunk into me because I was taking all of these opinions and advice as fact. And I was like, wait, like, I don't need to take this. Like, I don't need you. Of course, like you're a mentor, you're an advisor. Like I respect and what you're saying. And you probably have been in the situation, you know, trying to help me navigate it. But 
at the end of the day, like you just need to like get quiet with yourself and be like, okay, how this is, this is, what do I want to do? I don't know. I know the business more than anyone else does. Right. And so I've just been really toying with that idea of also going at my own pace. Like it doesn't have to be. That's what being in rest is. That's what being in rest is. It's like, do exactly. Exactly. And don't cater to anybody else. Cause then you are really going to burn out. And exactly. Like, and also if you do burn out, it's okay to have a reality TV day or a bath day. Like I need that too. I like really do need that shit. I'm like, I need to put on the real housewives. I need to do a face Reset. mask. And I need to like be okay with being lazy and then I can wake up tomorrow and be refreshed. Like that's also the fun of being an entrepreneur. You set your own schedule. But that's exactly, and I think I forget that a lot because I was so in like a nine to five mold for quite a bit. And I, I forget like, oh, I chose this so that I could do it my own way. I think there's like, you forget about that a little bit when you, when you choose your own path. Also, this is going to sound, this is going to sound like potentially egotistical and not like a great coping strategy or mechanism at all. But go ahead. I think that we look way too much at the people ahead of us and we don't realize how ahead we are of so many people and how we will always be somewhere in that middle. I think one of the things that I'm realizing why I perhaps have not struggled as much with comparison in my entrepreneurial career or like, you know, I'm a human, it happens, but it's not something that I feel like I actively have to like really work on necessarily is because I really internalize that saying, there's always going to be someone better off than you and there's always going to be someone worse off than you. And so I've always Mm. put me in the middle of those two things and I've known that I've never been able to escape that middle. And so sure, there's like a lot of people that are ahead of me, but there's also a lot of people behind me too. And there's also a lot of people who want to do the things that I'm doing and haven't done it yet. And so focusing, it's not that like you're better than those people or you have to egotistically, you know, pride yourself in that, but to give yourself a little bit of credit of how far you've come, because there's way more people behind you than there are people in front of you. I can guarantee you that, but you're looking at the small piece of the pie. Like what if you said, look at how far I've come based upon how much other people want to in their lives. And it's not again, to be better than someone or to shame at someone else's path by any means, but if you're going to compare yourself to one side, compare yourself to the other real quick too. Yeah. I don't think that was egotistical at all. That's something that I think oh. that I think is so important to remember because, yeah, we don't sit and revel in what we have accomplished because I think there's like a complacency aspect. I think people think, oh, if I'm grateful or I feel like I've accomplished everything now, then I'm going to be complacent where that's completely not true, right? You can be ambitious and have goals, but also be so proud of yourself in that moment. They're not mutually exclusive. But I also like remind, I remember one time Mads called me crying and I was like, Mads, somewhere else, maybe not at this specific exact second, but within the last couple months or within the next couple months, another sister is calling another sister crying because Maddie has this and Maddie has that and Maddie has this in their career and they're comparing their entrepreneurial career to yours the same way you're crying and comparing yours to some other girls. And I was like, so we have to remember, it's like this web that we're all in. Yeah. Okay, sis. I see you. Okay, sis. That's... (laughs) Then that's the podcast. Bam. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's ask our last question before we let you go, Jenny. Okay, because I'm a scatola. I'm like a I'm a hunchback of Notre Dame right now. Like my back is not not doing so hard. Okay, we need to get yeah. We need to get you <laughs> like me. a like what's going on over there. It hurts too much to sit up straight. So if I put my legs down like this and hunch over and put the belly between my legs, it gives me some relief. Oh my god. Okay. Um, we're near in the end scout okay um 
God. every woman that we bring on to OKC's podcast, we ask them this one final question. If you could brag about one thing in your life, personal or business, and don't you can't be humble, what would you brag about? Oh my God, you guys. I hate bragging. Oh my gosh. I would brag about the fact that so many people talk about things and never do them, but I did it and I'm still Fucking doing did it. it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and that's the hardest part. Execution is so much more, in my opinion, valuable and honorable than any. Everyone has million dollars ideas all the time. Every single person on this planet execution is what sets you apart. So you should be very fucking proud. You guys too. I'm having so much fun. Like what the heck? Why does it have to end? Come, come to me now. <laughs> um, well now that like we're friends, um, I will be DMing you to be like, okay, this is like my mood board for this. We need the curtain bangs for this. Like, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cultivate the Jenny vibe over here. And then we're gonna have a photo shoot in all of our matching suits. It's gonna be so cute. Yes, are we into, are we into the tie-dye? Cause if not, I have other colors coming back in the next two weeks if you guys wanna wait. It's like, whatever you want, I'll send you all the goodies. Can we be in a campaign? I feel like we're gonna be in a campaign. Like I feel like you, me and the baby are the next campaign. Like I'm just throwing it out there. Let's do all the campaigns, all the collabs. There's only good things to Yeah, come. we're gonna get I'm a really, really good, oh my God, we should go to Tom's Mads with the baby in the matching suit and get an incredible oh toms oh jenny do you know about toms the photo one hour photo lab in koreatown or near koreatown okay wait where the no we're gonna dm you you photos you're gonna fucking die you're gonna die i'll I'll send it to you it's like this i mean we've recounted it on the pod but it's this man named tom and he has this one-man operation and it became popular because of Casey Musgraves. She just randomly went into this like, it's very strange. It's like glamour shots vibe. Yeah, and oh. it it is, and so she like made this popular. Now Tom is like goes to revolve parties. Like he is famous now, and it's like this like Asian like old man that just like takes. It is so iconic. We'll send it to you. But yes, we should do a photo shoot in that yeah, for sure. We'll do it. Okay. It's done. I I'm, I'm can't wait for these photos. I'm stoked. Yes. yes. Well, we oh. love you. You are beyond a delight. Beyond. And oh, tell everyone where they can find you and everything. Yeah. Yes. You can find me on my personal Instagram at Drew Garabedian. That's D-R-E-W-G-A-R-A-B-E-D-I-A-N. Probably going to change in a year after I'm married. Ooh, yes. And then please come support, follow the brand at All the Babies Co., Babies, B-A-B-I-E-S, and our website, www.allthebabies.co. We're still in the last week of our biggest sale, but probably when this comes out, it's like the sale is going to be over. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so don't listen to that. Come, come shop all of our new things. Um, but we also have a podcast as well, which we need to talk separately to have you guys oh, on. Yes. It's Porch Time Podcast, where we chat with moms, moms-to-be, entrepreneurs. We have all those conversations. So Perfect. And- we're here recording live at our office in Burbank. So I would love to have both of you yeah. come join. I know you're about to pop. So next time Scout's in, in uh, LA, we'll, we'll do it. Hold on. Let's let's wrap this baby up and talk logistics off mic. Okay. Yeah. Okay, All sisters. Right. You can, we're, we're just going to keep talking. Okay, sisters, you can follow us at OKSIS okay, Podcast. And we love you. Woo-hoo. We love you.